Welcome back to the Wise Man's Page, baby! It's the daily podcast where we read a page of the Wise Man's Fear and we talk about it. <laughs> this is like your your shock jock era. It's like the game game show. Yeah, game it's, show a, it's a mix between the shock jock and the the game show. I've been waiting for a chance to bring back Nikki and the JJ crew. Mm. Yeah, don't take the N ninety five home today, folks. It's a parking lot once again. You need like a toilet flushing sound. He's a whole soundboard, folks. That's right. And we've got a drop for you today. This is page 658 of a little book I like to call The Wise Man's Fear. Hit it, JJ. Which one of us is JJ? We're both JJ. Okay. This is the crew of JJs. Okay. Yeah. Valerian kept walking. I could see her pale skin in the starlight. I could see her pale... I could see her pale skin in the starlight. (laughs) I could see her pale skin in the starlight and the shapes of trees around us, but nothing more. Thinking myself clever, I made a sympathetic binding for light and held my hand above my head as if it were a torch. I was more than slightly proud of this, as the motion to light binding is rather difficult without a piece of metal to use as a focus. Light swelled, and I caught a moment's glimpse of our surroundings. Dark trunks of trees rose like massive pillars as far as the eye could see. There were no low-hanging branches, no undergrowth, no grass, only dark moss underfoot and the arch of dark branches overhead. I was reminded of a vast, empty cathedral, swathed in sooty velvet. Gernalias! Valerian snapped. Understanding her tone, if not her word, I broke the binding and let the darkness rush back over us. An instant later, Felurian leapt at me and bore me to the ground, her lithe, naked body pressed against mine. It was not an entirely uncommon occurrence, but this time the experience was not particularly erotic as the back of my head struck a knuckle of protruding root. Because of this, I was half-dazed and nine-tenths blind when the earth shuddered slightly beneath us. Something vast and almost perfectly silent stirred the air above us and slightly off to one side of where we lay. Poised atop me, one leg on either side, Valorian's body was as taut as a harp string. The muscles of her thighs were tense and quivering. Her long hair fell over us, covering us like a silk sheet. Her breasts pressed against my chest as she drew a shallow, silent breath. Her body thrummed with the rhythm of her racing heart. I felt her mouth move where it rested near the hollow of my throat. Softer than a whisper, Valorian spoke a gentle, edgeless word. I felt it press against my skin, sending silent ripples through the air the same way thrown stone makes circles on the surface of a pond. There was a soft sound of movement above us, as if someone was folding a huge piece of velvet around a piece of broken glass. Saying that, I realize it makes no sense, but still, that is the best way I can describe the sound. It was a soft noise, the half-heard sound of deliberate movement. I cannot tell you why it made me think of something terrible and sharp, but it did. My forehead prickled with sweat, and I was filled with a sudden, pure and breathless terror. Valurian went perfectly still, as if she were a startled deer or a cat about to pounce. Quietly she drew a breath, then spoke a second word. Her breath brushed hot against my throat, and at the half-heard word my body thrummed, as if I were a drumhead soundly struck. Valurian turned her head a bare degree as if straining to listen. This movement pulled a thousand strands of her splayed hair slowly over the entire left that's the page, baby! We're back with Nikki and the JJ crew for more hijinks and traffic updates. The I-95 is still a parking lot, folks, so find another way home. 
Yo, this shit is scary. Yeah, this is really... I don't remember the sequence at Me all. Me either. Yeah. I don't remember this any of this. But it's... I think it works so well because we never really see what the thing is. It's described in terms that are very evocative, but also very vague. Uh, and partly that's because Quoth never really sees it. But I also think that it's just one of those things where, like, like so many things what's scariest is like the thing that you see out of the corner of your eye you only get a glimpse of you don't really have a sense of exactly what it is the unknown mm-hmm. and your mind fills in the blanks and we get just enough detail that we can we can like it's not so vague that we literally have no idea what's going on but it's vague enough that we have some details and then our we can fill in the rest for ourselves and whatever you want to imagine but i think one of the ways that the the danger is communicated to us is that Valerian is terrified, right? She's like, she jumps on him and basically like, she like, she does something to try and disguise them from it. But she's also holding completely still and making sure Quoth is holding completely still. So this is some kind of predator of the Fae that even she is not, uh, you know, does not want to alert to her presence. Do you think this is a consequence of using sympathy or do you think this is a consequence of making light? I think it's a consequence of making light because they've moved from twilight into night, right? They've moved into nightfall. And I think that he is violating some kind of natural order of the Fae by making light in the night. Much like uh, fire was not meant for people, right? Like the like the story of the gods, like how, how fire was... Yeah, that one. Cause, right? Because the fire wasn't for the people, even though it went to the people anyway, but... Yeah, yeah, you could read it that way. I, I guess I read it more like he's um, he's breaking the rules in the same way that, like... Uh, like, in this place, it should be dark, that is the rule. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, like, nothing growing there kind of makes sense. Like, there's no light for plants. It's just, like, this great canopy and then the moss, which presumably doesn't need any light to grow. Um, it's definitely eerie also to like be in in a like outdoors quote unquote and have there be no wildlife to speak of no no plants just like basically a big cathedral space mm -hmm. you're not hearing any crickets chirping or birds yeah chattering or, or what have you and this might also like we talked about how this might be a consequence of like breaking the rules of the space we this might tie into like the presence that Quoth saw before like maybe every area of the fae kind of has like Maybe it's the space itself kind of striking back, like the rules are broken, and so the space is like rejecting them or sending them away. In this read, I'm picturing like a giant panther for some reason, like a, a silent predator to me is like mm. a panther. But I, you know, it's obviously better if it, like any good horror movie monster, it's better when you're not seeing it. I kind of imagine like like a like a Pokemon because they he said it was sharp, so I imagine like a I don't know a glass looking Pokemon. <laughs> sure that's so fascinating because i'm picturing like a manta ray with teeth oh <laughs> so, interesting manta yeah. rays aren't sharp you, that's why i gave it tell teeth. that to steve oh. Irwin. that was a stingray you motherfucker god damn <laughs> i'm picturing the dnd monster the cloaker <laughs> which just looks like a cloak until it gets you don't explain cloakers to me <laughs> I played Hackmaster, dude. Hackmaster has the cloaker, the choker, the hoodwinker. It's got the thing that lives in the chimneys. So when you check the chimney for traps, the thing falls on your head and kills you. 
Ah. There's one that's a carpet. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> it would be so great to just like have the players explore a dungeon where literally everything is a monster. <laughs> it kind of sounds like everything is like a mimic. Yeah, but like specific mimics, right? It's not just one monster that it could be. It's like this is a specific different kind of monster for each thing. Oh, God. Um, speaking of which, did you guys see the trailer for the D&D movie? Chris this Pines? feels strictly off page. Yeah, I tweeted about it. Mm. I, well, first when they announced it, I was like, this looks kind of dumb. And then I watched the trailer and I was like, this still looks dumb, but it looks like the better kind of dumb. So It looks I'm like gonna, it knows it's dumb. Yeah, I'm going to reserve judgment. Like... like uh, I, I feel like... If nothing they, else, it is full of eye candy. Chris Pine and that hot guy from Bridgerton are both the thing in is, it. Everyone's too pretty. I want a few less pretty people. I think Michelle Rodriguez looks great because she is huge in, like, in the best way. She's like a buff barbarian. She's a barbarian, yeah. And I, you know, I like to see her work. Mm-hmm. But everyone else looks like, like, tween, like WB heartthrobs. I mean, I mean that pretty. kind of has its own like funny feeling to it, though. Like, it's, it's a bit of comedy in that as well. And I don't think who's got accident. charisma as their dump stat? Nobody. That's unrealistic. Well, well, that's why Chris Pine is a bard. Yeah, but everyone is pretty. Everyone has high charisma. You also want to have high charisma if you're a paladin, which that guy is. He's he's some sort of anti-paladin. He's some sort of blackguard. He's got like a, a, a green fire sword. I think the... Anyway, uh... it's unrealistic that none of those characters are min-maxing. <laughs> but what I was actually going to say about it is like one of the things that I did appreciate is like they were like, they know who... They're, they threw out a lot of red meat for the real fans. There's like an owlbear. There's a displacer beast. Cube. There's a gelatinous cube. There's a mimic. I didn't see half of those in the trailer. I saw really? the, I saw the mimic. I didn't, I didn't see the gelatinous cube or they the like displacer beast. They like dive into it the sideways. Dis- and a displacer beast like leaps at the camera with its tentacles going, Way. Oh, I yeah. gotta watch the trailer. There, there is a black dragon on the battlefield. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've seen the black dragon. I've seen the mimic. I've seen the owlbear. Because we even go, it's an owlbear. In mm-hmm. case you didn't know that it was an owlbear. Well, the the normies don't know that it's an owlbear. Yeah, but the real heads don't need to be told it's an owlbear. That's right. The trailer's and not the normies won't care that it's an owlbear. Whatever. Anyway. And before you say that druids can't wild shape into owlbears, they do have polymorph on their spell list. So they must be pretty high level druid then. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But don't. I'll, I'll be paying attention. I think that the druid might have charisma not as a dump stat but as like a lower stat because they do kind of have an attitude which would say less charisma to my mind okay is that druid wicked hot yes is that druid kind of my type yes is that sassy like and horns typhling horns i'm just saying who among us does not want to bone a typhling and and, you know okay the horns horns are really doing it for me you're learning a lot about the inner psyche of these (laughs) of your podcast hosts today about the way someone looks Look, I had my sexual awakening playing Planescape Torment. Anna of the Shadows, the Tifling Thief, was a formative uh, relationship for me as a youth. I feel like you ignored my comment and some I'm people, hurt by that. I'm Jordana, sorry. I'm sorry. Some people uh, are attracted to people who are both hot and mean. Okay, but generally charisma as it's used in the game would be something that gains you the things that you need via the stat. So that can be force of personality. You can have someone who's like terrifying and that and they have high charisma because they're so terrifying that you want to do what they say, right? Well, maybe Okay, just also though, being hot doesn't mean you have high charisma. And just be- what I'm Doesn't like, hurt though. I sure, but what I'm saying is like just because someone's hot doesn't mean they have high charisma. Okay? And just because yeah, someone is sassy right. and sarcastic doesn't mean they have low charisma. Is what that's I'm saying. That's right. Okay. That's right. But 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 my point goes first because you guys were like, oh well, the hot guys have too much high charisma. 
Well, don't lump me in with him. I have nothing <laughs> okay, to do with Diana, that. You're right. Being hot doesn't necessarily mean you have high charisma because you can be an odious personality that turns people off and uh, like, therefore have low charisma. Donald Trump, if he was a D&D character, would have like 18 charisma. Yeah. Oh, I hate that, we, that we're doing this. I hate this game. <laughs> folks, folks. Okay, well, Many people about... have said it. I have Stop. very high charisma. Stop. <laughs> how about we... But folks, you got clerics out there. They're putting their stats into wisdom. <laughs> I recall there being a tax on Jeremy doing that. There was a tax on Jeremy saying sad. Oh, okay. Folks, Sorry. the Church of Vecna, they're very weak, they're very low energy. They've only got the high, they only got the the eye and the hand. Is Vecna the bad guy in that trailer? Like, there's a yeah, there's, a, there's like, a big bad in that trailer. In Stranger, no, in Stranger Things, like, Vecna is the bad guy. Yeah. Is it literally the Lich from D&D? Possibly. I'm not watching the show anymore. I don't care. Well, it's, what I'm wondering is, is the Lich from D&D in the D&D trailer? It's probably a new Lich. I doubt they're going to attach themselves to any particular continuity they might i don't know maybe it's like greyhawk okay. also movie, i'm getting but... sucked into your tangent, no more tangent. <laughs> <laughs> be careful out there folks there's a tangent sucker hole on the i-95 <laughs> that's a monster in hackmaster too isn't it oh yeah big time. Uh, back to the page. just to just to put a bow on it because we mentioned hackmaster twice and here's the third one hackmaster accounts for this charisma and attractiveness um dichotomy by having another stat that isn't part of the central six that you uh, don't roll for in the same way called comeliness so you have your mm. charisma you also have your comeliness and they can mm. be very different right i mean look we just have to acknowledge that the the perfect rpg for meticulously gaming out every part of your uh, body and mind has already been made it's called fatal you spend like two days making your character you'll calculate the circumference of your butthole and then you won't want to play anymore wait what don't worry about it <laughs> apart <laughs> okay back to the page for a hot second. Page? We what, read a book? What page are we on? It, You know what? I'm not even going to dignify that with your the correct answer. Um, okay. On this page, Valurian says, uh, C.R. Nellius. And I'm C.R. feels like a familiar word, and I'm trying to find it elsewhere in the book. Um, how's, that going, how's that going for <laughs> you? It's not going great. Um, I, I think for, through context, we can... You know, I found it! I found it! Oh my god, I found Holy it! Holy crap! <laughs> I, cannot I literally cannot believe that. I'm <laughs> I flabbergasted. We can do it! Alright, the first page of chapter 95, Chaste. It is in uh, the the little song she sings in the third line, Creta Tusiar. Okay, so, so what there, has that taught us? I, I think it is a uh, simple easily used word that fits nicely in sentences that's it okay. i feel like it might mean like caution or something like that because in her song she might be saying like you know use caution or perhaps don't be shy don't use caution and approach me and then in this place she's she's calling out like obviously stop what the hell are you doing be careful get down yeah yeah get down can have many meanings thanks jeremy mm -hmm. thanks for that that really advanced the conversation i know yeah I mean, That's I thought I it was funny. It. All right, well, at least one of us did. <laughs> funny and true. All right, that is all my notes for the page. Uh, I would prefer less tangents and more next page. I promise nothing, <laughs> but we can <laughs> get to the next page. Of? We'll see you all tomorrow on another page. Of? The. Wind. Wind.